Alina and April. Some of the stories we tell are fun and interesting, but some of the subject matter is downright disturbing. Sit back and, and enjoy, enjoy the, the show. show. Ghoul interrupted. Welcome back, listeners. I also want to welcome back my love, my husband. Glad to be back, filling in for April, one of my two favorite (laughs) sister-in-laws. You don't have to kiss her butt. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) One thing about this industry is that you get a chance to meet really cool people with YouTube channels and podcasts. Today, we have a new set of friends. It's a brand new podcast with this cute, fun-loving couple. Annalise and Austin have a podcast called Ghoul Interrupted, and what they do is different than April and I. They find a location to investigate and take you on a journey from start to finish by breaking up their podcast into three parts. They do a history, investigation, and finding in separate shows. Now that this is a couple you had me listen to, uh, they're from Nevada. Yes, yes, that's exactly who they are. Okay. So. I like how they give the history and how they work well together. Could you imagine us going ghost hunting together? No, because you'd make me uh, check every corner of the building because you swore you saw or heard something. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know I've heard someone walking in our attic, damn it. Yeah, I've said it once, I've said it again, and I've been up there fixing stuff. There's nobody there. Okay, look. (laughs) I hear it, damn it. There's something up there, whether it's a ghost or a demon. I don't know. Okay. Well, if they're going to be up there, could they at least fix the fan in my bathroom or something? I mean, (laughs) do some work while you're up there. Oh my God. Well, while April and I gear up for the holidays, we thought it would be fun for our listeners to meet the hosts of Ghoul Interrupted. Annalise and Austin decided to investigate the Silver Queen Hotel and Bar in Nevada. Enjoy this preview of Ghoul Interrupted. Sometimes the only way to stay sane is to go ghost hunting. Welcome to Ghoul Interrupted, a paranormal podcast presented by Annalise and Austin. Hey, what's up, Ghoul friends? This is Austin. And Annalise. And we are back with Ghoul Interrupted. We have a completely new location and completely new history and completely new things to share with you. So, strap on your seatbelts. Because this one's going to get crazy. Is it? It might. I hope so. All right, so... It's a good crazy. <laughs> good crazy. To be honest with you guys, we haven't investigated location yet. We have not, because the reality behind this is life gets in the way. Ironically. <laughs> and, yeah, I know. But, yeah, we just had a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Workarounds. Mm-hmm. But we will be uh, staying at this location 
this upcoming Wednesday night, and we are going to stay the whole night this time. No matter what happens, there's going to be a possession. Do you think it's relevant that we keep saying this location? I think we should just tell them. Oh, where are we going, Annalise? Drumroll! Silver Queen! Silver Queen Hotel and Bar in Virginia City, Nevada. Probably Bar and Saloon. Bar, yeah. Would be a saloon. I think it's a saloon. Well, Bar Saloon Hotel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saloon just sounds cooler. It does. It sounds more Western. It does. I do. Yeehaw. Okay. <laughs> and you judge me for wearing my cowboy hat. So, um, we have so much awesome stuff to share with you about this location. But before we dive into the history side on this background episode, we just wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone who subscribed, who has followed us on Instagram, who listens to us on um, Spotify and Apple Podcast. Mm-hmm. We're getting a lot more shares, and we also have our Patreon up and running, mm-hmm. and we've been getting a couple people mm-hmm. who have at least looked at it or joined on, which is so helpful to help keep these episodes coming. So if you do listen to the podcast, please review and um, leave a five-star review if possible because that helps bump us up a little bit on oh, the yes. podcast. Oh, yes. The more exposure we can get, the more fun stuff we can bring you guys, including our one member that we have on our Patreon. It makes it sound so sad. Thanks, Mom. Yeah, we only have one member, but you know what? It's a start. Within okay? our first month of, of doing this, I am very proud. And I am very happy to be sharing this with all of you. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fun. But... All right, we will dive into the Silver Queen's history, and I'll let Austin take it away first. All right, so um, the Silver Queen is a hotel that is mired in mystery, tragedy, and a lot of the you know the good old Western boomtown goodness. So it is to date the oldest hotel in Virginia City. It was built in 1876, three stories tall. And you do have to go up a brutal staircase. These stairs, each, yeah. Sorry for cutting you off, but these stairs are brutal and they're brutal. crooked. Mm-hmm. Like you, you feel know, like you're drunk walking up them. It's pretty much like walking like at a ninety degree angle with your looking straight up at the ceiling. It's terrible. And before someone calls us out for this, we've visited it many times. We have. So we have been there before. <laughs> we do know this from actually being there, not just watching videos. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is located right in the center of town on C Street. So as you're driving, you will see it on the left if you're coming from the Carson City route. Yeah. Which is where most of the businesses are. Yeah, C Street's Cool Street. Mm-hmm. That's what it stands for. Not really. That, that was a joke. I don't want anyone to take that seriously. Just it's C Street. It's not Cool Street. Just, anyway, moving on. Anyway. <laughs> but um, it's really unique because in the front window, there's actually a mannequin of a famous Virginia City figure sitting there. And it was Ooh, actually, oh, oh, uh, His name was Samuel Clemens. Do you have any idea who that was? Who is it? Mark Twain! That's right. Mark Twain, who actually got his start with the Nevada Territorial Enterprise paper in Virginia City. So he actually does have um, a lot of cool stuff. His, his, his book, Roughing It, he wrote about his adventures in Nevada. He wrote just about his travels, but mm-hmm. but secondly, just so you guys know, this is also the first place he was reported to ever use the term Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. So this is where he came up with his pen name. It was uh, really the place nom where he plume. got yeah his nom de plume. But quick little fun fact: he was also challenged to a duel no less than three times during his stays in Virginia City, which is why he's not allowed to go back. He was not allowed to return. I'm like him. I think his ghost is there, but he couldn't really go back. He doesn't follow the rules. He's spectral, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will jump in now. Mm -hmm. 
give Austin some break to just comment. Commentate. I almost said commentate. It's not even a word. I could work for the NFL. I like commentating. <laughs> anyway, so like we said, it does have a bar on the first floor, which is the street level. And that bar, um, when I was researching it, is said to have one of the largest single piece wood bar counters that anyone's ever seen, which is pretty interesting because most of them are built in little segments, but this was actually just a straight one piece. Um... It also has a historic wedding chapel. So when you walk on the boardwalk, that's what they advertise on the outside along with their, like, we've been on ghost adventures multiple times. But um, on the outside on their sign, it says that there's a wedding chapel. And there are often weddings there. Like, I'm actually surprised mm-hmm. at how many weddings are there. Yeah, last time we were in Virginia City on uh, October 30th, we actually, there was a couple there who had gotten married there that day. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. They do weddings still to date, so if you're looking for a fun little quirky place, look mm-hmm. at Silver Queen. But lastly, on the bar area, there is the portrait of the Silver Queen. All right, so the Silver Queen is the portrait of a woman, and she is has this dress on that is made of 3,261 silver dollars and 28 $20 gold pieces. So that thing is worth a lot of money, but... I was researching and I had no idea. Did you know this trivia fact, Austin? Tell me after if wow. you knew this. Okay. That the amount of silver dollars, the $3,261, represents how deep the combination mine shaft went down. I had no idea they went down that I far. didn't even know that mine shaft existed. But yes, yeah. that well, is what name, it's. That is why there's that many coins. It represents the depth. So oh, just a little bit more background on the combination shaft, though. Please. It was started in 1875, and it was the deepest mine shaft of the Comstock. But it was the second deepest in the world. Oh. So, um, it only produced low-grade ore at that point, but it got to temperatures of 130 degrees Fahrenheit at the bottom. So, it also ended up starting to flood, because when you're down there, you have the water table, you have all these other issues, and you need a lot of water when you're mining, which people don't realize. You need a lot of water. Mm Mm-hmm. So, in October 1886, everything in Nevada happened in October, it seems like. But October 1886, they decided it was too expensive to operate, and they closed it. So, when they stopped running the pumps that were pushing water out, it eventually flooded, and after 36 hours, the water got up to the 2,400-foot level. So, it went up really fast in 36 hours. Since then, it's been totally undisturbed, but they did place a grate over the entrance in 2012. But just so you know, that's a little bit of background. I thought that's it was interesting. Crazy. Yeah. All right. So. Want to talk about the rooms? Yes. Let's go ahead and talk about the rooms themselves because this is what a lot of people do come for besides the bar. Um, so the hotel itself has 28 rooms. Some of those rooms do actually have 16-foot ceilings. So, a good amount do. Mm-hmm. There's very few that are small. Like I would say like the Gold Hill Hotel, comparatively... <laughs> Has really small rooms. Yeah. Small rooms with what? Maybe eight, nine foot ceilings. Yeah, but they're just tiny. Yeah. But this one like has gorgeous like ceilings. But again, that really shows though, because the Virginia city itself was supposed to be the white collar area, the rich people. Gold Hill was the blue collar, the workers. That's kind of highlights the world differences in there. Yep. But um, so all of these rooms do have their own private bathrooms, uh, which include either a shower or an authentic period clawfoot tub. Okay, so can I just tell you a fun story about this? Of course. So, when I was on a work trip for my uh, first employer out of school, we went to Tonopah and stayed at the Mizpah Hotel, which is a goal to go there at some point. Hmm. But we stayed there. 
And I was in one of the rooms and had a clawfoot tub. As gorgeous as they are, they terrify me. And because <laughs> they have like the wraparound shower curtain, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? And I thought, well, because it was like a shower and cloth, mm-hmm. but I had the background. And I thought if I like closed it, that something was going to grab me through the shower curtain. Hmm. Well, anyone who's seen Grave Encounters, I'm sure you know why I wouldn't like that kind of thing. But continuing on. <laughs> so, um, I wish you could see my face on that moment. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> So some of these rooms do face C Street, which gives them a gorgeous view of all of the, the mountains and the range that they call the 100-mile view. And from Virginia City. On a clear day, you can literally see out 100 miles. It's gorgeous. It looks like it's been painted. It looks fake. It really does. But mm-hmm. it's gorgeous view. And that's also the view from Bucket of Blood Saloon. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that they get a lot of notoriety for because they have that giant window that outlooks. It is very, very pretty. Look it up if you haven't been up there. It's really pretty. Yes. Would you like to share any paranormal history with us, Annalise? Are we diving in paranormal now? Let's do it. Damn. All right. So, paranormal history. So, when you go... <clears throat> To Silver Queen, there is a, like, it's not a shrine, but it has, like, this big poster of um, Zach mm-hmm. Bagans and the team all signed. Because they've been there, I think, at least three times. They've been there a lot of times. And when you look on their website to book a room, well, you call to book a room. But when you yeah. look on their website, it says, like, Ghost Hunter's Delight. So it is known for being haunted. And a lot of the activity has been observed by staff, guests, and paranormal investigators. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go in not believing, and they come out definitely believing. So that's really interesting. Um, while it's focused mostly on rooms 11 and 13, and we'll get into why room 11 is and why I think room 13 is, but um, just because they say that most those are the two most active rooms does not mean the hotel doesn't experience a lot of paranormal activity. So yeah. I was looking at some reports of it. And even on cameras, they noted that in the wedding chapel, they see orbs fly around. One of the stories from people that worked there stated that they hung up tissue paper mm-hmm. to see if it would move one of these things, but they would just fly through and the tissue paper wouldn't move. So you can catch multiple orbs. A lot of people, if you go on TripAdvisor, will post stuff, but they'll say like, oh, like there was an orb in our photos. Oh, we found a shadow figure. We got all this stuff. And we heard noises. We heard kids running and there's no kids. Like all these different stories. So... Like I said, the hotel overall, there are loud noises at night. You can hear tapping on the walls. The doorknobs jiggle. You can hear sudden bangs. You can hear voices talking in unoccupied rooms. And you hear footsteps, which I thought was interesting because if you go in the hotel, every hall is covered in carpet. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can walk on it, and it might creak at most, but you won't hear footsteps. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to hear footsteps. But, yeah, people actually hear footsteps as if people are walking on wooden floors. Yeah, which is really interesting because... It just wouldn't happen that way. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's it's really quiet when you're in there. It is. Like, it's paper-thin walls. Don't get me wrong. Like, this isn't like you're insulated in a normal house. Like, there's no AC. It's not a fancy. It's nothing like that. It's just... It shows you back what it would have been like during that time. Like, the hotel is very well kept. It's just it doesn't have the amenities that we're used to nowadays. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. But, yeah, it's paper-thin walls, but... I don't know. We've been in there, and you can hear everyone talking mm-hmm. through the place. Yeah, but you can hear people talking, but it's not... It's not like it sounds like it could be activity or something. You can tell the real people. Yeah, you can tell when real people are talking. But the weird part, so I was reading the story online, and I can find it again, and I'll try to post it in the bio or on um, Instagram too. But they have a um, story of, like, a family who was up there sleeping, and the wife was complaining that she heard, like, a mom and kid, like, yelling and talking all night. And then they went down to go talk to the hotel owner. And then the hotel owner was like, um, there's no one else staying here. You're the only one on that floor. 
<laughs> and there's lots of stories like that. Like, if you ever want to see, like, just look up reviews. That's where you find most of the, like, stories. Like, are they true? Maybe not. But you know what? Like, we can't tell, so we're going to take them as people are being good, honest people with their ghosties. But, yeah, so I'm going to jump in to why Room 11 is said to be so haunted. And if you know anything about the Wild West, and before we dive into this story, if there are kids listening to this podcast, I'm a firm believer that they shouldn't be listening to this next part, but that is up to parental discretion. Yeah, because, you know, all of these ghosts had to have died somehow. Died and their line of work while they were Mm -hmm. alive is something I think kids should... Earmuff. Yeah, so discretion is advised. Yep. All advice. right, here's you have five seconds. Five, four, three, You're gonna two, one. All right, so we're diving in. So room 11 is said to be haunted by a woman by the name of Rosie. There are Rosies everywhere in the state. I don't know why that is, but every hotel a has a Rosie. <laughs> so dumb. Anyway, so she was a prostitute. Shocker, everyone. I know they have prostitutes in Nevada. In Virginia City in the Wild West. What? What? Anyway. But um, she's said to have committed suicide by slitting her wrist in the bathtub of room 11. Mm -hmm. Now, the hard part about this is this is said, like, this is lore for the area, but there's never been an official record of this happening. But that doesn't mean it didn't happen. She just might not have been well known enough that people cared to write about it, which is a big deal during that time. Oh, yes. So... Um, but now she's believed to be trapped in the hotel and wandering for the rest of her dead life. Afterlife? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But to be wandering for the rest of her soul's eternity in the hotel. Um, a lot of people who have seen her have been men, which is not surprising that she prefers men because mm-hmm. she was a prostitute during the time. So a lot of activity or sightings of her have been from men. Now, while a lot of people say that she's a kind of a... Not trickster spirit, but she's kind of a playful one. She'll try to, like, tap on your door, kind of make you alert. She'll, like, giggle. She'll move around. She'll get in bed with you to a lot of men. But she also has been seen, like, lingering. There's some really cool pictures of what they think is her on top of the stairs or running away from the room. So that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, One website also dove into saying that there's another female spirit, Annie, who might have been a housekeeper. But that was one website I found. And it wasn't anywhere else. So I didn't really want to include it. But maybe there is. Maybe she's the one that's walking up and down stairs. But multiple websites did say that there is a male and female spirit that seemed to stage an argument mm. every night. But I also don't know if that's like they're actually staging the argument. Or that they may be... Um, like one of the theories is that the energy is imprinted into the walls. So like it's replaying every night. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some of that theory I can believe in. But like... To say it's replaying every night for centuries is kind of fascinating, I think. Mm-hmm. But that's one option. But let me explain why I think room 11 and 13 are haunted together, though. Room 11 is where Rosie killed herself. But room 13 connects to it. So I don't know if it's just room 11's haunted. And you have kind of like residual energy in the 13. Because I feel like they were separate rooms that were connected. Or they were at one time one big room. Mm-hmm. You don't know. But... I think that's why they have so much activity together. So that's really the paranormal for the, that location there. It's not, I think it's just general haunting. I know that sounds weird. It's not so much spirit specific. Cause I feel like Mackie Mansion was far more spirit specific haunting. Yeah, it was, but yeah, this, this one seems to just have a lot more, more, um, 
general homes, like you said, love nondescript spirits. We have actually attempted to stay there once. And we were there for about two or three hours before the activity forced us to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it, when we were there, we were definitely catching stuff. And we actually do have some video that I recorded on my phone. Um, Annalise was feeling a presence there. I felt the presence there, which was new at the time for me. But we are both really extremely excited to be going here. And we cannot wait to present to you our findings for the night. Yeah, and just so you guys know, we are not staying in room 11 or 13. We are staying in room 12, which is one of the bridal suites. It's 16-foot ceiling. Um, It has a bed, shocking, I know, in a hotel. And a clawfoot um, bathtub. But it overlooks C Street, so I'm really excited. Um, And... It'll be fun to go up there and see it. It'll be in the middle of the week. And it's also less touristy right now. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little bit quieter overall and gives more time to actually see what we hear. You know, without interference from the street level. Mm-hmm. And we're going on a Wednesday night. So that's midweek. Um, there's less bar activity too. Because mm-hmm. Virginia City has fun. Like, and I don't mind. I like going no, and listening no, to karaoke. It's always fun to watch people get drunk and, and do karaoke. It's always fun to just watch people having fun in Virginia City. Yeah. We usually so, have fun in Virginia yeah. City. We will not be the only ones staying there that night. I actually did try and get room 13 booked, but it is already booked. But hopefully that means there will be more energy to energy to draw off of. We'll be able to get more activity. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. That'll be good. Yeah. I'm excited, though, because I feel like that hotel overall, because we, when we stayed there the first time, we weren't in room 11 or 13 uh, either. We got a lot of activity. So, we were on the second floor? They were on the third floor. Time. Yeah, the second floor of the rooms. But yeah, the third floor itself. Oh, the whole building, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't do yeah. like a European number. It's not ground one, two. It's one, two, three. <laughs> Jeez. Can I say I'm a per more? Yeah, but this time we'll be on the second floor. Mm-hmm. So the actual second floor. Yes. Like so, just one set of stairs. Thank God. My goodness. Those stairs are like booty builders. Yeah. But it'll be fun and we'll see what happens. <clears throat> Hopefully we find some good stuff. I think we will. I think that we I will, think we're going to have some playful spirits is what I think. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to want to make themselves known. I might be sleeping with a nightlight. Guys, I'm not going to act like I'm this, like, badass that can deal with all this stuff. Like, no, like I, I have I have my limits. There are some things limits. that I'm like, okay, that's it. A little nightlight will not kill me. And that's part of the reason why I don't think I could do all video recording YouTube ones because I like lights. <laughs> I don't. I also don't get why you need it to be dark. Yeah. Like I get why in the sake of like it's less shadow interference. Like you can find more stuff. Yeah, you can find more stuff. But so like and actually we have talked about this with somebody on a tour. Um, people will experience stuff during the day. And whenever we were on this tour, somebody asked them like, well, "What's the difference between seeing this activity during the daytime and seeing it during the night?" And he said, look, there's constantly activity going on. The only difference here is that during the daytime, you have ambient lighting. You have a lot of noise from people that are out. You have all of these things that sort of distract from what's going on around you. And whenever you're in a dark room in the dead of night when nobody is out and you have no sound interference, you're obviously going to pick stuff up a lot more. So, yeah, there is stuff going on all the time. 
it's totally possible to, to hear something during the day or see an apparition at eight in the morning, but it all depends on outside interference. So that's why, um, you know, I don't think we necessarily need to be in, in darkness in order to catch stuff. Not at all. And I think too, it makes it sort of more authentic too, if you think about it, because whenever you see Zach Bagans and Ghost Hunters International, these people roaming around in the dark, they're intentionally trying to psych themselves up so that they can have amped up reactions. They freak out at the smallest little thing and it makes for better television. Yeah. But it's not realistic. It's not. And I think probably the reason why I won the podcast too is because no one really does it this way. It gives you the ability to really experience it without mm-hmm. being like, how do I look? What am I going on? Is this good for TV? Like, mm-hmm. it's just you get to hear our voices and get to know us this way. But yeah, I agree. I mean, maybe you'll see our faces someday. Maybe we're people, on Patreon. Yeah, maybe people on Patreon will uh, see our see our faces soon. Maybe we can do a little uh, Virginia City walkthrough. And we're also planning on doing um, a live stream while we're up there. Yes. Just so you guys can kind of see how we set up. Mm-hmm. We're not that fancy, guys. No. Anyone could do what we do. And that's the point of this, too. Yep. So, but... All right, guys. It's going to be a fun time, but that is about all that we really can delve into at the moment. Yeah, I know this is a short little episode, but it gives you the background. But next week, we'll make up for it with what Mm. we find. We are going to have a treasure trove of spectral activity for you guys. Okay, and a little disclaimer. If you hear background noise on this, we record this in our kitchen. Mm -hmm. Little dining room area, which is next to the kitchen. And my dog runs around, and you hear a little clipper, clapper, clapper, clapper. And then you also probably heard the oven open because our food dinner almost burned. And so just, just as a segue, I, I just, there's yeah. no point not being transparent. It's realistic. We don't. We have, have lives. This isn't a 100% dedication. This is for fun. Okay, he's wrong. It's a 100% dedication to you guys, which is why yes. we're releasing this on time. Yes. But. But. It's just that we have other jobs, and we have to get things done during the day too. Mm-hmm. We're humans. For now. Maybe someday people will uh, do a podcast about us. Ooh. That's like podcastception. I've always wondered, though, like, what are people going to be picking up from ghosts in, like, 40 years in the future? Are they going to hear a ghost? Oh, my God. Are we doing a TikTok? Yeah. Like, they're just going to hear <laughs> hear a ghost just go, it's lit. That lit, though. Oh, my God. All right, guys. <laughs> Have a good week. Have and- a better weekend. And we'll see you next. See you. You'll hear us next Tuesday. We will, we will, yes, we will not see you, but you will hear us. We will be back with more fun next week. Until then, stay spooky, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Want to find out how the investigation went and what evidence they found? Go check out episodes five and six. Listen to Ghoul Interrupted on any platform you currently get your podcast on. Help support this show by heading over to their Instagram page at ghoul.interruptednv, as in Nevada. Thank you for joining me, honey. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) April and I will be back next week. Until then. Keep it creepy.